Somebody say hallelujah. God is wonderful. I said God is wonderful. We are going to talk about the cost of following Jesus. Somebody said the cost of following Jesus. You see, there are misconceptions in the church that sometimes the moment you get born again, you don't get attacked no more. Everything becomes beautiful. Somebody say amen. Many people have been discouraged because they came to God with an unrealistic expectation and some of them did not see it, so they began to think that maybe God don't care about them. Somebody say glory to God. And because of the kind of teaching that pastors are given, people have made God, that the imagination they have about God is different from who God is. Somebody say glory to God. Somebody say amen. But I've been in ministry for a little while now, and I know that following God is not easy. Following Jesus is not easy. Somebody say glory to God. Somebody say hallelujah. There is a cost to follow Christ. As a matter of fact, living right is not easy. There is a cost to living right. Can I ask you a question? How many of you right now, you want God to bless you financially? How many of you right now, when you are not born again, you don't need God to bless you financially? You know how to get it. I can't hear you. I say, you know how to get it. How many of you still know how to get it? But you chose not to go. Good. Somebody say neighbor prize. There are, when you are saved, when you are living for God, there are certain things you used to do before that the road is going to still be open, but you can walk through it. Oh, you know, if I go there, I'm going to get money. Oh, but on the other hand, you want to live right with God. But in your face, they're about to cut off your light, take your car, take your house. Now you are standing right here. God is here. God is not coming through yet. But that is about to come through. All you need to do is take a step. Oh, come on, somebody talk to me. And here is them trying to take your light, take your car, take everything. And now you got to find out whether you're really saved. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, he's talking about me. <laughs> now you want to find out, am I really saved? Because it's very easy to say, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved. You need a test of your salvation. Oh, everybody can say, oh, I'm glad. I'm shouting, honey. I don't know where the strength came from. Somebody say glory. My wife knows what I'm talking about. Somebody say hallelujah. Being saved and living righteous, right? Cost you something. Somebody say amen. Following Jesus cost you what? Something. That's why some people want to come to God. But they are considering what it's going to cost them. Because they have 
$100,000 in two weeks. And they got to give it up if they have to say, Lord, come into my life. Whenever they want, it's at their disposal. Somebody say, glory to God. Let me tell you something, saved people. It's easy for us to say, I'm glad I'm saved. It's very easy. But what about when your salvation is put to fire? When you are between the devil, between choosing the easy way out and choosing the hard way, the only way, what do you do when nobody is watching you? Your pastor is not there. Church members are in there. The Bible is not closed and Holy Ghost look like it's not closed. And they tell you after, you just do it one time. That's it. Just one time. Tomorrow you repent and go back to God. Oh, come on somebody. Somebody say just one time. And the money is right here. Just one time. It's just three minutes. Not an hour, not 20 minutes, three minutes, maybe two minutes. You go to God and say, Lord. He didn't say a word. But the devil is saying a lot of things. How many of you have been there? Come on, let me see your hand up. Can I tell you something? When you are saved for real, you are not ashamed to admit who you used to be. I preach with myself all the time here. I'm not ashamed that you're going to say, oh my God, apostle was really bad. I want you to know that I was really, really bad. I was a bad dude. As y'all call it. When I live with the devil, I live with him real good. I, I, I did everything to make the devil happy. But that's why I don't have a choice to go back. Because I've been there. He has nothing to offer to me. I've been to weed country. I've been to fighting country. I've been to bloodshed fight. I've been... What am I going to do over there? I did it real good. And I don't want to go back there no more. Somebody say, glory to God. Because I've found Jesus. So... Because I'm saved and I enjoy my salvation, and I really want, I, see, I don't care what happens. This is all I know now. So, I'm not ashamed to talk about who I used to be as a testimony to how God can change a life. But you are only ashamed if you are still dancing around your old sin. Because you haven't quite been free. The problem about telling who you used to be when you are not yet free or even when you are free is that the moment you finish telling it, the enemy will come and ask you a question. Are you, oh, come on, somebody say hallelujah. Like some of you now, you get up and say, oh my God, I have dominion over fornication. Oh my God, I am born again. I ain't fornicating no more. 
Now, the next three days, <laughs> the one that used to make your knee buckle will show up. <laughs> the guy that is as tall as the one you want, the guy that used to know what to tell you when your knee buckles, Lord of God. You say, Holy Ghost! Let me tell you something. The enemy will try your testimony. Yes, sir. Somebody say, Glory to God. But when you're really saved, you are, you are aware of the devices of the enemy. So when you testify, you wait on him. Bring it on. Because the Bible said, that him whom the son of man sets free, he is what? Free in... How many of you are free indeed? See, when you are free indeed, you don't get tempted anymore by those things you've been free from. When you get free from weed, you don't get tempted in weed. When they are smoking weed around you, it is repulsive. It is irritating. But the thing used to smell good to you. What happened to your nose? Somebody said, Jesus came into my nose. <laughs> he took the test, the test, the test away from you. Somebody said, glory to God. When God brings freedom to you, you are completely free. Now, there is freedom and there is deliverance. Deliverance is different from freedom. We'll talk about that later. Somebody say amen. But there is a cost to following Jesus. Let's go to the seed of time right quick. The book of Matthew chapter 8. Oh, hallelujah. Matthew 8. I'm going to, by the grace of God, close this meeting by 8 o'clock. Matthew chapter 8, from verse 18 to 22. Beverly, please, if you have it, read for me. Now, when Jesus saw great multitudes about him, uh-huh. he gave commandment to depart unto the other side. All right. Somebody say he saw a great multitude. They were all around him. Wanting to have a piece of him. Is that right? Yes, sir. Oh, wanting to get, get into the movement that Jesus brought. But none of them understood the cost of that movement. And Jesus told them, y'all go over there. Because this costs everything. Y'all, I know y'all are big, y'all want to follow me. Come on now. Jesus told them, but look at what somebody else said. Read on. And a certain scribe came and said unto him, Master. Who is a scribe? It's a documenter. Someone that writes the gospel. Someone that writes the law. Amen? Amen. It documents the issues of the spirit. Go ahead. Master, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. Did you see that? He said, Master, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. Now, this scribe was talking without knowing the prize it cost. Somebody say, glory to God. And Jesus understanding that he was completely naive 
in what he's about to, in the journey he's about to embark on, Jesus now made it plain. Let's see what he said. And Jesus saith unto him, uh-huh. The foxes have holes, and uh-huh. the birds of the air have nests, uh-huh. but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. I don't have a home. Are you willing to lose your home to follow me? Are you willing to lose your family to follow me? Are you willing to do what I say, not what your family is saying? Come on, somebody, talk to me. Because following God, you have to ignore what your family is saying and do what God is saying. Because many of you, you are under the spell of your family. That's why you don't get to a level in God. They determine the church you go. They determine the people you hang out with. Whenever you go anywhere, they criticize you. They say you forgot you are, oh, this is our family. But they don't understand that you have been adopted by a higher family. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say glory to God. Many of us in the body of Christ are controlled. You know, my mama them go there. My papa them go there. Oh, that's why. Oh, our whatever. That's not what God is saying to you. If you must follow him, he got to be the way he wants you to follow him. Oh, don't you care about your family no more? Many of us don't follow him the way we should because of our flesh. Because when you decide to follow God, it will cost you everything. I'm going to tell you that. It will cost you what? Somebody say everything. But there's another side to that. I'm going to tell you in a minute. Following God costs you, somebody say everything. Everything you used to depend on, it will cost you everything. To the extent that you have to count on only him. Somebody say Hallelujah. Following God will cause your family to reject you. Following God will cause all hell to break loose against you. Following God means that when you get to a place and they're talking one voice, you got to turn the other way around. Following voice means that there's going to be pressure on you to bow to the current complexity of, the, of American society. Following God means that they're going to hate you when you tell the truth. Following God means that America is legalizing homosexual. You are going to say, I don't like it. Following God means that you don't believe in homo, how, uh, transgender and you can't have a friend that is a transgender and you are going to be called a bigot and a hater. Following God means that your government will lock you up and you are going to say, I don't care, I still believe what I believe. Following God means that your parents are going to tell you to do something that you know of the law, not of God, and you are going to say no and they are going to hate you for it. Following God means that your drug dealing brother will come and say, give me $2,000 or $100 to go, to go do whatever. You know he's going to smoke with it and you say, I ain't giving you no money. And they look at you like you're crazy. They say, you're wicked. Somebody say, glory to God. Can you stand the pressure of following God? Can you stand the heat when you follow God? Can I tell you something? When somebody is serving another God, Maybe somebody is a Muslim or a Buddha or whatever, right? And you get saved. Trust me. Trust me. If you don't know the world, if you don't stay in the world, that demon will open up a can of worm against you. They will fight you to a standstill because you were once with them and now you rejected them. They don't know how to deal with that. Somebody say glory to God. Is anybody hearing me? 
following God. Jesus said to him, I don't have a home. In other words, Jesus said, I'm homeless. Are you willing to be homeless with me? But there is something else he said that many of you today, if anybody say it, you will say, oh my, how many of you are wondering about the United States right now? That a land that have a law of free speech, you can't even say nothing. A land that say we have free speech, you can't even say what you feel like without losing your job. Then where is the crazy and stupid free speech? A boy went to the church, the school, and a student were interested in knowing the Bible, and he shared the Bible with them, and they expelled him from school. In America, under a demonic president. Somebody say hallelujah. Your president is controlled by a spirit and not of God. Hello? All right. Somebody say hallelujah. For little girls to go into a bathroom with the little boys with their penis hanging out and you say they should shower together. What are you trying to do? They know better. The one who shove it down your throat. I say they know better. They want to make you, you know, you, know, you, you think this is about school? This is not about school. This is about church. I say this is about what? Church. They are coming to your church to tell you what to preach. They are going to regulate our message to suit people. Now, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, hear this. Should your right stop my right? If you don't like, okay, let's say, you see, my problem is people that stand up for what they believe and back down. That's my problem. Oh, you, what about, what about people, you're sharing condom in school. I should get up and say, I don't like it. If you can stop Christians for praying because one person complained, you should stop the other people because one person complained. Because well, we got dumb people doing that. We got people that are just, you know, they, oh God, somebody say amen. We need people that will stand up and take the heat and still stand. <laughs> Folks are going to write letters against you. Death threat will come. It's okay. You stand on your ground. But people say, oh, you know, we just got out, you know, just, you know, you know, live to fight another day. When a bully is bullying you, and you keep on giving in to the bully, they will keep knocking you out. I told you I used to be bullied. If you want to know what bullying is, I used to be bullied. That's why I became crazy, you know. I became really bad. Because I was, I was in, in, in primary school. That's what they call it in Nigeria. And these two boys, that their head was not molded very well, I mean, they will come to my school. As soon as they come, I will hand over my pen, my food, my money, everything to them so that they won't beat me up. And after giving them that, they will knock me out. On the exam day, I have to lie to my mother to give me some money so I can buy a pen for them because they are going to beat me if I don't have more than one pen. 
these people will close from school and they want to play soccer and they will pack rocks in my bag. I'm talking about plenty of rock. They will, turn in, they will pack it in their bag and in my bag, they will ask me to carry it and to begin to run after the ball. Children can be cruel. I, I got power, but I didn't know I got power to beat them because I was afraid of them. Are you hearing me? For a semester, I was coming to school after the assembly, prayer, pledge of allegiance. I go to the back of the school and sit down until the class is over. Because of these two morons. Somebody say amen. And those boys live near the school. They are always in, on time in school. Somebody say amen. Is anybody hearing me? Sometimes when I come to school, I don't go to the assembly. I'm trembling because of what they're going to do to me. But one day, I have a friend. That my friend have the kind of head that they have. And he looked at what they were doing to me. He told me, what is wrong with you? You can beat them. I said, don't say that again. Don't you say that. He said, you can beat them. I said, no. He said, trust me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be with you. All right? I'm going to hide over there. If they are beating you, I will come out. Man, he was putting me in danger. I, I felt like he had me in danger. He said to me, just knock them. If they knock you, don't cry. Knock them. I said, come on. Let me, if they knock me, let me just sit down. <laughs> and apologize. It's easier. <laughs> yeah, don't make me mad. I'm telling you. I said, it's easier. Because if they knock me one time, so that they wouldn't do it twice. <laughs> I would just sit on the floor and do what they told me to do. He said, no, I should stand up and knock them back. That because I'm not knocking them back, that's why they keep knocking me. So I stayed after the assembly, I stayed. <laughs> you can imagine how nervous I was. And I, I keep looking back whether the boy was there. The one that told me to do it, in case he was there. And I keep seeing his head. <laughs> so he was there. <laughs> so these people came now as usual. They took my pen, they took my money. I looked at him, he said, I said, you know, I said, now nah, I've never done that before. I said, give me back my pen. Oh, Lord, Kinsley, you're dead. <laughs> you said what? <laughs> I was about to apologize for saying that. <laughs> and the guy looked at me. He said, he said so, so I, I said it again. So the other guy pushed me. As he pushed me, I went back. I was about to start crying. I looked at the boy. <laughs> So I looked at him again. He said, mm. So I got up. I summoned the whole courage my father gave me, the whole strength I have in my world. And I pushed him. Right? He flew. <laughs> so I surprised myself. I said, You know, I know I got power. <laughs> you know, bullies become bullies. So by the time. I pushed both of them, and the guy came and was hailing me. The next day, I waited for them. Oh, Lord. I waited for them. And all the anger for years, I dealt with them. Their mother had to visit my mother. I became a terror. I became a terror in the school. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Including the boy that was helping me, I was knocking him out. Everybody, I was... 
I'm telling you. <laughs> Both in high schools, primary, I was not, I would dig a hole on the floor. I would stay there smoking weed. I would tell anybody that passes into the school, you must drop money for me. And you better don't pass without dropping money. <laughs> they taught me that. <laughs> Somebody say amen. I became a terror. If the principal talk, we'll go overturn his car and empty all his gasoline. He was, I was the leader of it. I mean, it was bad. Somebody say amen. It, it, it was really bad. Somebody say glory to God. Because of that bullying, I became worse than the people that bullied me. Somebody say amen. But my, my point is that when you don't fight back against bullies, they will take advantage of your fear and they will beat you even if you are supposed to be able to defeat them. Somebody say amen. Because bullies bully you because of the weakness, not because of strength. Somebody say glory to God. So they pray on someone that allow them to do that. They won't pray on someone they know that will fight back. Somebody say glory to God. So as believers, we need to begin to fight back. Because being a Christian means you got to stand for what you believe. Just like everybody else is standing for what they believe. Somebody say glory to God. Slowly but surely, your free speech is being taken away. In the name of perversion. Somebody say glory to God. And Jesus told this man, I don't have a home. I don't have a home now. Are you willing to do that? Look at 21. And another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Did you see that? Suffer me first. Let me bury my father. Jesus told him, come with me. Let the dead bury the dead. It means that you must pay price. There are some things that you are going to, somebody say glory to God. There are some things when it comes to family that you have to choose God first about. It's not going to be logically sensible. But it's going to be spiritually right. Somebody say glory to God. Come on now. How can you be doing that? Your family have out in time. But we have prayer in church. You're supposed to have attended birthday party. But you got prayer in church. Which one do you go? Don't say that because it's not easy to do that. God requires you putting him First, in every area, you deny yourself and say, it's about God. I have not cleaned my house for two weeks. The day you have to clean your house, evangelism is around. Who do you choose? What do you choose? Oh, you know, I live an hour and a half away. That's why I'm not there. That's not an excuse. I say that is not what? An excuse. When there is zeal in you, you will do whatever you have to to be in the house of the Lord. Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. That's, that don't mean my father died. Can't I go to the funeral? Come on now. I'm following you. Come on. I mean, that's not good. What pastor does that? Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. There are price to pay in following Jesus. Let's go to the book of Second Timothy. Chapter 3. Glory to God. Morobo Shantali. Mama Mazutelebohu. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 12. Yea, and all that will live, live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. All that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall what? People are going to attack you. Now, here is the thing God told me today. 
I was reading the Bible. The Lord said, all that will suffer persecution, all that will follow Jesus will suffer what? Persecution. Now, the Lord said the persecution will be so painful. The problem is that when somebody you don't know persecutes you, it's not painful. But when somebody you know church folks Oh, you didn't hear me. Preachers line up with unbelievers to call you a bigot. Believers walk with unbelievers to attack you because you stand for righteousness. And believers are saying, those pastors are saying, oh, they are brimstone preachers. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't understand love. So they join unbelievers to vilify you. That's the most painful thing. Persecution is going to come not from strangers, but from people you know. That's what will make it very painful. Persecution will come from families. Persecution will come from spouses. Persecution will come from children. Persecution will come from uncles. Because of your stand for purity. They will make you feel guilty for trying to tell them the truth. They will make you feel like you should cry. Because you're telling them the truth. They'll make you feel like you don't have love for them. Because you're telling them the truth. They will say everything to put guilt on you. May you not fall for that. When you stand for righteousness, just make sure. The Bible said, when the heart of a man pleases the Lord, it will cause his enemies to be at peace with him. When you stand for holiness, don't bend anywhere. Because if you don't stand for something, you fall for anything. When you stand for holiness, it don't matter what church don't accept you. Call on the Lord. He will hear you. For the Bible says, if God be for you, who can be against you? Standing for righteousness will cost you something. We should understand the cost before we decide to go. Come the cost and see whether you are willing to pay the price. So that whatever you go through will bring glory to the name of the Lord. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Why is it that people don't do that? The Lord said to me there are levels of commitment and dedication. There are different levels of commitment and dedication. Some commit to God for what they want to get out of him. Hello somebody. Some commit to God only because so that they can go to heaven. But some commit to God to join God as a partner to build the kingdom. Some commit to God with the whole of their life. That if I perish doing this, let me perish. It's a noble job. Some, some are not in there for what they can get out of it. But they are in there for the kingdom agenda. Somebody say glory to God. That's why they don't care what they will lose. They speak the truth. Some are in there. They know how God called them. If they don't tell the truth, they suffer it. If I don't tell the truth, my conscience won't let me rest. God won't let me rest. Somebody say, man, I have to tell the truth. I don't really, I don't, I, no. let me tell you something. I want members in my church. I want my church to be full. I don't pray about it. I know God is going to do it. But if somebody come here and say, apostle, I'm going to be giving you every month $50,000. Just don't talk about my drug dealing. I don't do too much drugs. I just do a little bit, but every month I'll give you $50,000. Don't preach about drugs for two months, please. After all, you go back to where you are a righteous man. Pretty much. The, the day he said it, that day I will design a message because of him. 
and I will tell them what he told me. Everywhere. I'm going to lose, I need, need $50,000. I got a job to do, right? But I don't give a care. Let it go. I don't care. Because I'm afraid of he that sent me. That is why as a child of God, you have to have fear of God. If you have fear of God, no amount of money will make you lose God. Because his fear is in your heart. Somebody say glory to God. When you have fear of God, you don't care. You preach the truth. A bunch of them might say, oh my God, I wish he didn't say that. I don't care. I just tell you the truth. I don't want to be like anybody else. I want to be me. I want you to know me by speaking the truth. And I, want, I don't want to tell the truth that I don't live. I want to live by the truth. I want to speak the truth. I want to live by it. I don't have any other choice. Somebody say glory to God. So if you come here and you are living with a man that is not your husband, I'm going to be telling the truth. And after preaching, you better go back to him and say, man, I, got the, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't tell this pastor about me, but he flogged me today with the word. Somebody say amen. Because when God gives you a word, it will affect everybody. Everybody have a part to play when God gives you a word. The word will come for everybody to have something out of it. Somebody say glory to God. Somebody say hallelujah. When you stand for truth, sometimes folks don't want to come to your church. Because you tell the truth all the time. And what they do is what you talk about. Sometimes they feel like, somebody say, oh, you make, they make me feel guilty. It's time I come to church. What do you think conviction, conviction is? No, what do you think conviction is? You should feel guilty and repent. You shouldn't attack me because you're feeling guilty. You're feeling guilty because you're doing what I'm saying don't do. I'm preaching what you're doing. So I feel guilty. What else, how else will you be convicted? You should feel so guilty to the extent that you can live with yourself and say, Lord, I repent. Then freedom will come. When I'm preaching again, you don't feel that guilty. You might feel guilty to other, other, other areas, but at least that one is fine. Somebody say, glory to God. Is anybody hearing me? Following Jesus costs you everything. There are levels of commitment. When you are committed God to God because of what you can get, if God don't do it, you don't do nothing for him. But when you're committed to God, for who he is and for the kingdom agenda, you stand as a mouthpiece of God. You stand as someone that has been sent by God to cause, to bring a effective change. You bear some, some burdens. You, you are, they will talk about you like a dog. You might lose your position in your office. But there is something about the Lord. You don't pay price for God without God coming to reward you. I'm going to show you something right quick. Somebody say glory to God. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. That is the reason why Paul said the word. Paul said in the book of Philippians 3 verse 10. I think so. He said, he said that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and what? And the fellowship. In other words, I want to join him in suffering. I want to also join him in power. Oh, somebody say amen. I want to suffer with him, but I want to tap into his glory. So when I suffer with him, then his glory shall also be with me. Somebody say glory to God. I want you to go to the book of Mark. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mark chapter 10. Anybody getting blessed? Mark chapter 10, we're going to read from verse 29. Amen? 
He said, and Jesus said unto, Jesus said, answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, there is no man that had left house or brethren or sisters or fathers or mothers or wife or children or land for my sake and the gospels. But he shall what? Receive an hundredfold now in this time. Oh, you didn't get that. Let's read it very clearly, okay? Somebody say, now, in this time, houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and land with persecution. But he said, and in the world to come eternal life. Look at me for just a minute. People have often time taught that when you pay price on earth, when you die in heaven, you will reap it. I don't, want that, I don't want that kind of prize. I, I'm being honest. I don't want that kind of prize. That's why God didn't say it. After they beat me up here, they kick me, they make me poor. I go to heaven poor. I have to enjoy riches only in heaven. Then I have not really shown the power of God. I have not really shown the glory of God. Because you don't matter. Who am I going to show the glory of God in heaven? The heaven is full of his glory. I want to show the glory of God right here. I want everybody to know that once you touch me, weeping may endure for the night, but in the morning, I want people to know that once I was, I was poor, but now I am wealthy. Once I was in jail, now I am out. I want them to know if everybody saw me suffering, they should saw, see God in my life. So I'm sick and tired of trust for saying, don't worry, in heaven, we'll rejoice. I want to rejoice here before I get to heaven. How many of you want to rejoice here? That's what the Bible said. After all my suffering, after all the problem, and you want me to go to heaven broke, busted, and disgusted? Heaven can welcome me. Maybe you didn't see where we just read. See, this is why people don't want to follow God. Because we read the Bible like we become spiritually dumb. We make everything spiritual, spiritual, spiritual. You don't understand that God is a complete God. You shall suffer with me, but you will reign with me. And it doesn't mean just heaven from this earth. There got to be a reward for unbelievers to see it. That my papa is a good God. It got to be an evidence of the price I paid. Come on, somebody. Look at what he said. He said in 30, in 30. Pastor, are you there? Let's read in concert. But he shall receive a hundredfold now and in this time. This time, this word. Not in heaven yet. Now, what's this? The blessing is in twofold. He said, I'm going to receive a hundredfold on earth. After enjoying on earth, when I get to heaven, I keep on enjoying it. Because if not, unbelievers will not see the hand of God. And nobody will be saved. If this is what it takes, God is a rewarder. Of them that diligently seek him. You must believe that. 
that no matter price you paid to serve the Lord, he will pay you back. We don't do it for the payment. We do it because we believe in him. We do it because we love him. But I do know that the Bible said, after you've suffered a while, he will settle you. He will establish you. He will settle you. Somebody say glory to God. Somebody say hallelujah. May you be settled by God. I say may you be settled by God. After you... Okay, okay, hold on. Okay, hold on. Jesus went to the temple and destroyed the temple. Destroyed all they were doing. Ladies and gentlemen, and they killed him. And he died. Let's assume he died and just died. And he buried him, he decayed. What, what joy is that? What is the glory in that? You just die for nothing. Hello? Is there a glory in it? The glory in it, the reason why we celebrate the death of Jesus, is not about the dying. It's about the resurrection. So if you died and died like a pauper, and your grave is stinking with all your bones... Oh, come on, somebody. That will not be you and me today. But the Bible said, when he died on the third day, an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, and the stone was rolled away. And he that was dead came alive. Now, here is how I know that God wants me to manifest his glory on earth. When Jesus rose, he did not disappear to heaven. He had to visit people. I want you all to see. I'm here now. I'm here. I made it out. He wanted to show them that God is a powerful God. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. Is anybody hearing me? On the street of Jerusalem, he visited the people. He came to the disciples. That was where the glory was. If he was dead, Let's say he rose and secretly went to heaven. After you suffer, you die in pain. They bury you in an ugly casket. Somebody come to the pulpit and give a stupid eulogy. Oh, what can I say? She suffered for the gospel. And they beat him up. He went to jail. And he spent all the seven years. And he caught cancer. And died. The devil is a liar. That's not God. Somebody says, Glory to God. You should be the one testifying in the church. I went to jail for what I believe in. But because of me, the law was changed for things to get right. And they paid me back. For deformation of character from from 2000 and 2001 till 2017, which is almost 10 million dollars. And you walk with your head high. Then every government official will be scared to mess with you next time. Because you suffer and you come out vindicated. And every believer will take note of you. And they will use you as an example. 
There is no glory in suffering and just dying. There's no glory in that. People are made serving God. Looks like it's just about suffering. People have messed up serving God. Oh, it's about pain. Oh my God. You know, every believer is walking like they are. All of us looking like we are going to hell. That's not the kind of God I'm serving. Somebody say glory to God. That's not the kind of God. When they describe God in the Bible and they see our life, it should be able to match. The kind of God we are serving is that problem will come. But we are going to brace ourselves. Because the master will come. Do you know why God hardened the heart of Pharaoh? Do you know why God hardened the heart of Pharaoh? God wanted to show his power. Oh, my God is a proud God. God wants to show himself. I love the kind of God I serve. It's not a God that say, let's play cool. Don't worry about it. You know, I just don't want to make them think I'm prideful. My God will say, I'm going to show you who I am. He will climb up and say, hey, choose you this day whom you will serve. My God will manifest his glory. And in case you haven't had enough, it will harden your heart to do it more. So if that is your God, when God bless you, don't put on false humility. Oh, I don't want to drive a big car because I want them to think I'm just humble. You think because Pope ride, rode Fiat when it was coming, you think that is humility? Pope, oh my God, look at Pope humility. He was in a small car. He's still Pope. He's still the president of the smallest, smallest country in the world. So you can ride Subaru. I don't give a care. You can ride the back of tortoise. You are still Pope. Oh, he's so humble. He lives in a small house. You are still purple. Hello? You are still the head of state of Rome. So because you're putting on small fiat and you're riding around in your small fiat and you say, you know, we got a humble and your cross is wood. That means you're humble. Somebody say glory to God. I am not a kind of pastor. If God bless me, I'll just pretend like he doesn't. No. If God bless me and say, son, I bless you this money for ministry, I will buy things that will make ministry easier. As long as I don't force the people to do it. Somebody say, man, it is the will of God that we ride private jet. But it's not the will of God for us to steal from you. It's the will of God for us to live in a good house. But it's not the will of God for us to steal to do it. It's not the will of God for us, for, us, for us to think we are better than everybody else. Can't you see me? Whatever you own that God gives you, you should not even notice it. That's why I'm so proud of Jacob. He gave his son a coat of many colors. The son wore it. Somebody say, wear your coat. People that don't know what you've suffered won't understand your glory. People see you now. You, some of you are in church today. You're looking like, you're smiling, you're dressing up. But nobody knows what you're dealing with. Oh, some of you right here, right here, right now. You, oh, you look like, oh my God. You are so beautiful. You look so cute because you got eyelashes. You got some hair. You got some perfume. You got some shoes on. You got some good clothes on. Maybe Versace or Walmart clothes. You got whatever. And you are here. You look cute. And the person sitting by you don't know that you are wondering what tomorrow is going to look like. The person doesn't know that you are wondering what is going to happen tomorrow, Lord. You are just here by faith. You are here making it by faith. And nobody knows your story. 
But when they see your glory, they begin to put their dirty mouth on it. But no one knows the journey you made. Some of you, some of you, I know your story. That is why some of you, when you don't tell your testimony, I tell it for you. If you tell me, Apostle God bless me, and you don't want to tell it, don't tell me. Just don't tell me. Because I'm going to tell it. Apostle, I want to play cool. You play cool. I'm not going to play cool. Somebody say, man, if you wanted me not to tell it, don't tell me. If you tell me, Apostle, oh, they, ah, my job promoted me, and I'm making about, about six figures now. I'm making about $150,000 a year. Apostle, I used to make $10,000 a year. I'm going to tell it everywhere. Oh, I'm going to tell it. That's not gossip. That's telling testimony. I'm going to tell it in your presence. I'm going to say, do you know that lady? She didn't want to give testimony, but yesterday they gave her promotion. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to tell it. You, put your, you can bury your head in the sand. I'm going to be telling it. Somebody say, glory to God. But when I finish telling it, just don't go and say, I borrow me some money now. Because she ain't borrowing you. Somebody, the Bible says you shall lend to nation and know what? Good. My point in all of this is this. People of God are becoming too spiritual and we are becoming spiritually wrong. So we make church look like a suffering gathering. And some people are talking about prosperity and they've taken prosperity into the world. And we are becoming prosperity wrong. We take one side to the extreme, the other side to the extreme. You don't bounce and think, you know, you don't come out looking like you're, you're just a, a, a drug dealer, looking like you're a Hollywood producer, whoever not the bling bling, looking like you are just going, you're a pimp. Pimp Rushers. Somebody say, glory to God. Is anybody hearing me? Amen? God wants everything we have to glorify him. Somebody say, everything we have to glorify him. That when they see you, they will say, there is Jesus all around you. The glory, the power, the humility, the anointing is there. Your words never change. They are still the same word. Word of holiness and word of purity. So if we suffer with him, the Bible says, look at what the Bible says, we shall glory together with him. Let's look at the book of, um, uh, um, the book of uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 12 to 13 as I round up. Thank you, Holy Spirit. How many of you are getting blessed today? There is a reward in serving the Lord. Are you there? Beverly, are you there? Read for me. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. Are you seeing that? If we suffer with him, we shall also what? Reign with him. Somebody say reign with him. Jesus is not just reigning in heaven. He reigned here on earth. So you are to reign on earth. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 11, I mean 12 and 13. If we suffer with him, we shall also what? Reign with him. But guess what? Suffering came first. Pain came first. Uncomfortability came first. It's better you suffer first and begin to reign forever. Somebody say glory to God. So whatever you're going through for the Lord's sake, whatever you're dealing with for this your sake, all the price you're paying, all the guys that come into your life and just want to give you everything for you to be with them and you say no for Jesus' sake, a double reward is coming. Amen. I said a double reward is coming. All oh, the easy way for you to get money and you say no. God is seeing the price you're paying for him. All the things you could have taken, all the steps you could have taken, but you said no because of him. God don't forget faithfulness. God does not forget what? Faithfulness. Look at Romans chapter 8 verse 17. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 17. Yeah, really. And if children, then heirs, uh-huh. heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, uh-huh. if so be that we suffer with him, uh-huh. that we may be also glorified together. Somebody say glorified together. That is going to happen. I don't want anybody to begin to think, you know, who will glorify when the heaven comes. No, I'm talking about the glorification begins here. I say it begins what? Here. It will eventually, in, in when we go with Jesus, but it begins right here. That is why, as the children of God, as the Bible says, at the, at the earnest expectation of the Creator, waited eagerly for the manifestation of the sons of God. We are going to manifest in every way. We are not going to just be like this all the time. Your problems will come to an end. Amen. The attack, you are going to have victory over it. But the thing is that God spoke something to us that we may understand. No matter what you have, no matter what God gave you, no matter what glory you have, the enemy was always through God to attack you. That is why you say we are going to get it back hundredfold with persecution. They are going to want to criticize you. They are going to want to call you names. But the glory of God will shine in our life before our time is done on this earth. We are going to wear the coat of many colors. Somebody say amen like thunder tonight. We cannot be beggarly as the children of God. If you're paying price for him, if you're putting him first, if you're denying yourself, unless you're just trying to have pleasure all the time. Pleasures of life is a trick of distraction. It distracts you when you're trying to, everything about your pleasure. I want it easy, easy, easy. And you don't make glory. Somebody say glory to God. If everything should come to you easy, 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 or you want everything easy, easy. That's why God don't deliver us from some things. He delivers us through some things. That's why he allows us to go through it so that we can, de- we can learn from it. Some things you went through now, you, never, you, wouldn't have, you wouldn't have increased your wisdom if not because you went through what you went through. Somebody say glory to God. There are some things you never do again now because of what you went through. There are some people you never open yourself to anymore because of what you went through. There are some folks you won't hang out anymore because of what you went through. Somebody say amen. The price of following Jesus. There is a price to that. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say Hallelujah. Whatever price you pay for following Jesus, you are going to be rewarded handfully. Is anybody hearing me? Is anybody hearing me? The Lord will bring what? Reward for that. But you must believe. Remember say, the just shall live by faith. But he that cometh to me must first believe that he is what? He is. And he is a rewarder of them. That what? What does he mean diligently? You do every price you press to follow him. I'm a rewarder of them that follows me diligently. No matter who costs you name, no matter who accuses you, no matter who lies on you, no matter who fabricates a story about you, right. you stay focused because there's a reward coming. Amen. Somebody says there's a reward coming. Yes. In the name of Jesus. There is a price to follow Jesus, but the price comes with glory. Don't be afraid to pay the price to follow Christ. Don't be afraid to lose whatever you have to lose to follow Jesus. It's not negotiable when a man say, either you choose to follow me or you follow Jesus. If you follow Jesus, I won't marry you again. Tell them, God bless you. What do you mean, God bless you? Tell them, I need a new man. I don't need you. Somebody say, man. The man say, oh, you, you, you need to do plastic surgery on your hair. You need to do, you know, do some plastic surgery on your body and whatever before we can get married because, you know, whatever. Don't change your body. Change your man. Somebody say, man. I say, change your man. Go back to the drawing board and say, God, this is not him. Hello? 
But some of you will say, you know, I don't know if I'm going to get another one. I better do what he said. I better do it. You know, I'm going to change my hair. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go to the doctor under the knife so they can suck some things out of me. Already you became a slave. The devil is a liar. Some people are so badly messed up because they, got, they, they want to have a man at all costs and they lose themselves. May you never lose yourself. People like that, they don't know how to love. People that demand for that, they don't know how to love. They pretend to love you, they give you, they, bun- they want to buy your love. They want to give you everything so that you can do whatever for them. No, you are too expensive for that. Somebody say glory to God. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? Please, you need to believe what I'm telling you. Anyone that is coming to you must come to you and say, hey, I'm glad you are, you're even, I'm happy that you agree to talk to me. Somebody say amen. Is anybody hearing me? If I was in the world, and God forbid I'm not a woman, if I were a woman, you take me out, I would tell you to stay on that, on that chair, I'm going to stay here. Tell me what you want to tell me. Can we sit in the same chair? You better, believe that we, you better be glad that we're in the same restaurant. Aren't you glad that we're in the same restaurant? Girl, you are too much. That's why I'm here. I'm not going to chip in myself for you because I know who I am. It doesn't matter how many children I got. That was the time of my mistake. I'm back now. I am still brand new. Oh, come on, somebody say hallelujah. I am a child of destiny and you can't mess me up thinking I'm just somebody that will fall for anything. What's up, homie? Come on now, girl. Surely your time is up. Your mama is surely, not me. You call me chicken head, your mama is chicken head, not me. Somebody say, glory to God. I'm a lady. You don't call me those merciful, dangerous names. I'm a girl. I'm a lady. I'm a, I'm a child of the Lord. When you want, if you want me, you need to step correct. Somebody say, amen. You're coming to me. You got tattoo all over the place, everywhere. Ain't nowhere. Ain't got no tattoo in there. Glory. We need to pray more about that. Somebody say, amen. Uh, you ain't going to church. You just want me to just do whatever on Sunday morning. You see, you're taking me somewhere. Uh-huh. Well, I ain't going. Because I, I, I don't want a boyfriend. I want a man that know who he is. I want a man that no matter what, he will take responsibility. He will stand tall. I want a man, even if he doesn't have a dime, I want him to be a real man. Somebody say glory to God. I want him to be somebody that will stand the heat no matter what happens. I don't want a man that will be scared of getting married. I'm scared. I just want to make sure I have all the money there. You will never have it. Somebody say glory to God. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can get married to your man and y'all sleep on the floor in your apartment. You don't have a mattress. But you will have love in your heart. And y'all look for jobs. Y'all look for jobs. Cook whatever you got. Put ketchup in the water. Stay, buy some bread and dip in dipping sauce and eat. Don't despise the time of small beginning. I said don't despise the time of the beginning. Because some men are scared of getting married because they don't have money. Some women think women are looking for money right now. No, they just need a man that has potential. A man that I can see you and I can see your future. They didn't need all of that. They just needed to be just, be in, just love, just be truthful and be honest. And be hardworking. That's it. They don't, if you have money, they'll like it. But if you don't have, as long as you're struggling to make it, we'll make it. Don't tell me, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to be able to afford money for barbecue sauce. And you got money for only ketchup. Bring the ketchup, baby. Pour water on it, put it on silver, heat it up, buy some Hawaiian bread, let's share the bread. Take. And you dip it and you eat it. 
Because that is something you will remember when you live in the castle one day. He said, honey, do you remember when we used to share bread together? We used to, our, our baby, we used to give out half of the milk and we drink the rest of them. Half of the cereal, we drink the rest. We used to share with him. And today, look at us. If you don't have a story, you can never have a glory. My point is, when you got potential, that thing in you, just don't lose focus. you make it. Money don't answer everything. There are some things money can do. But love is powerful. Somebody say glory to God. When you have love, you can have money. When you have God in your life, money will come. Because God will never allow you to be stepping into wrong things. The Bible says the step of a good man are ordered by God. Somebody say glory to God. Somebody say glory to God. Somebody say hallelujah. If I don't have money, my wife don't tell me nothing. I don't have money. We ain't got it, baby. Okay. We move on. We manage. I'm not stingy, but I, lo- I like saving. I like to save money because in case anything happens, I don't like to just buy whatever just to buy. You know, I want to buy this so that we can eat. And no, 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 no. I just want to make sure I save up money. Somebody say, man. There are some things my wife wants right now that I can't buy. Not because there is no money to buy it, but we got to hold on so we can save three times that money. So that when we buy, we won't lose anything. I'm telling you. We, you, you see, there is something about rich people. They don't waste money. Poor people waste money. Rich people don't waste money. Rich people are in goodwill. Shopping. They're in flea market. Shopping. They're in half and half. I say half and half. I go there all the time. Sometimes it's five dollars. <laughs> Some of you want to buy Louis Vuitton. So that you can show your people, I got it. You will soon go on hunger. Your landlord will soon fire you off your apartment. Your Louis Vuitton, it is now, let me see. Somebody say glory to God. Is anybody hearing me? My wife's wedding ring is bad. I'm believing God to change it. She's not complaining. Show, show, show me. It, it, it used to be two. It used to be two. It's not one. Look at this. The one. It used to be two joints. It's broken. Because she has worn it. And I'm supposed to give her a, a brand new good one. And I'm going to give it to her. Somebody say that. God has to bless me. So I can do that. Because she deserves it. Because she don't give me trouble. Somebody say, man. I'm just telling you that what I can do, I I don't put my hand where I can get to. I do all I can to say, God, give me the grace to fulfill what I'm supposed to do. When you don't have money, and you say, because of money, I don't want to get married, or I need to have money. If you can get an apartment so that y'all don't live in your mama's house. Hello? Come on now. You got rent, rent, rent a center, right? Rent a center. You can rent a madras for twenty dollars a week. Or come on now, you rent stove. Life begins. Twenty dollars a week until you buy that right. Always make sure you have a story to tell. May your past never stop your future. Don't complain, oh, I live in a world, you know, I live in just, some of you have one child, 
you, have, you are one, you have one baby. You live in three-bedroom apartment. That's why you're poor. Oh, you got one baby. You are one. And you live in three-bedroom. And need me some space. <laughs> How much space do you need? You, I want him to... And you can barely afford that apartment now. I just want three bedrooms in another one. Instead of you to manage two bedrooms. For now, and save some money. But every money you have is going to your rent. When you finish paying rent, you ain't got no money for chewing gum. For candy. You ain't got no money for, you know, candy? I said I was going to close by eight. It's after eight. Because I'm entering into a territory that my wife is going to have to tell me to stop. You know, I should close on time. Somebody say amen. My wife tells me, honey, close on time. They need to go home and rest and eat and cook for their children. That's what my wife tells me. Let's get up on our feet. <laughs> Somebody say hallelujah. God is awesome, isn't he? There is always a price to pay when you want to follow Jesus. When you follow God, there is a price to pay. But that price, guess what? It's not just price. It's something that you will get a reward from. God always reward people that put him first. Somebody say amen. God always what? Reward folks that put him first. Somebody say glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord is speaking to me about somebody here. Sometimes you feel that, I don't know if it's happening right now, but sometimes your body, one side of your body becomes completely numb. You can't feel it anymore. But eventually you begin to feel it again. I want to pray for you. Is that you? Which part of your body does that? Which part of your body does that? Huh? Touch that place. In the name of Jesus, I command you to be healed. Let blood begin to flow easily in your body. Rub that place. Rub it. In the name of Jesus, everything that wants to cause numbness in that place, I command these nerves to be healed. In Jesus' name, go in peace. Somebody say amen. Let's pray to God. Tell God to give us the grace to pay the necessary price that, require, that a believer is required to pay. Open your mouth. Take grace to take the step, the real step. Pray. Come on. To be able to defend the gospel, no matter what it costs. Pray, pray, come on. Lemo Gorobo Shada. Lema Mama Mama Shudabo here. Leborobo Shimaya. Lemo Gorobo Shandalia. Erebo Shodabodia Hakata. The grace, O oh God, to live, O oh God. To live, O oh God, as a defender of the gospel. 
no matter the pain. Oh God, I want, I want to be in the fellowship of your suffering and the power of your resurrection. Now whatever I'm dealing with right now, I know the glory is coming out of it. In Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, we give you glory and praise. We honor your name, O God. Father, Lord, give us the grace. Give us the anointing. Give us the strength to be able to go with you without looking back. That no matter what the enemy is trying to cook up against us, we will not be able to look back. To deny you, Lord, it's not an option. We decide to follow you with all our heart, without hesitation and without going back. So whatever pride that is required, Lord, we need grace. Increase our grace in Jesus' name. Increase our grace, oh God, just like Peter asked you. Increase our grace, Father. For the enemy desire to have us that they might sift us as wheat. Lord, give us the grace that our faith will not fail. That our faith will not fail. For the just can only live by faith. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Someone say amen. amen. Give God a praise as you take your seat tonight. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. I want us to, please, I want you to encourage people to... Uh, get these tapes and the tapes of the Bible studies that you've been hearing in this house for the past two months is going to bless